Adam, are you ready to call this meeting to order? So let it be written, so let it be done. Let's do this. How the heck are you, buddy? I'm good, man. Working my way through life. Working my way through life. We actually had such a lengthy agenda from our last meeting that it spilled over to this meeting. So what I was going to let the listener know is... I don't know if we're always going to have weekly meetings. We'll kind of just have them as needed. Yeah. Well, we, I think we've said that for a while, and we have needed them every week. Yeah, we, we were running a little long. Now, part of that was because we had an anniversary show. Yeah. And then we hit the holidays. And so yep, between right. New Year's and yeah. Christmas, you know, and then we were going to take a break. So we just wanted to get as much stuff in. And so the episodes did get a little long. And so as we announced in our la- at the end of our last episode... We're committed to keeping these under a certain time. So if that means they're going to spill over to another meeting to the next week, we'll just do that. But that way, we won't keep you in the conference room for an hour or two. We'll try to keep all of our meetings under an hour. Yeah, because we don't want to be in another situation where, you know, we're in a meeting that could have been solved with an email. Exactly. Okay. So with that, let's get started. So we already covered our top contributors last week. So this week, I just want to continue and mention some more really good contributors. Okay. I'll just run through these real quickly. So, of course, we've got Bonnie Chomo, Casey Jones, Sarah Stapleton from Life is Messy, and Sarah Hacks for that. Sarah Hacks for that. And by the way, Sarah, we haven't gotten a hack from you in a while. Yeah, what's up with that? If you have some time, we're desperately in the need of some hacks. Continuing on, Sam Culper, and I'll talk more about him later. Andrea Blucas. Uh, Kelsey Jane, Dave Champa, who uh, contributed a news story to this week's episode of This Week Today. My old college roommate, Brad Cranford. Derek Graziano from Sometimes Geek Podcast. Jerry Orn from Audio Diaries. Yeah, and Road Dog. And Dave Nichols, one of our newer interns. Yeah. He got a very warm welcome the other day, I thought. He did. I thought that was very group appropriate. <laughs> I right. had a new member in a while. We needed to really give him the what for. That's right. All right, let's move on to today's agenda. We'll get started with some polls. So, Adam, you posted the first poll we're going to talk about. Aha. Uh-huh. And that is Coke versus Pepsi. <laughs> Excellent. Now, as much as you're known for your hatred for cheesecake, yes, you also don't care for Pepsi. I really hate Pepsi. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, listen. In my lifetime, I've never really been a big Coke or Pepsi drinker. I've always kind of drank the, I don't know what the word is for, kind of the uh, all the other soft drinks. I never went for right. the mainstream ones. Right. Like as mainstream as it gets for me is Dr. Pepper. And that's because right. that's kind of the regional cola for this area. <laughs> You're what like the 80s and 90s TV commercials called the other guys. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> that's right. However, if I'm asked to choose between Coke and Pepsi, I always chose Coke. Ah, so it looks like we share in this, my Ravenclaw amigo. Yet one more thing that we share in common. Even though we have many differences, this is another thing we share in common. So here's the results of the poll, Adam. Okay. Coke won big over Pepsi. (laughs) 84% of respondents prefer Coke to Pepsi. In your face, Pepsi. And, Adam, you and I were both on the majority side. Which means we freaking won. We totally won this poll. So, <laughs> since your poll was um, was specifically Coke versus Pepsi, I thought I would broaden it and post a poll and just ask everyone what their favorite soft drink was in general. Fair enough. So, 
Dr. Pepper was the big winner by a wide, wide margin. I think you know what that means for me. Uh. Diet Coke, Coke, Knee High, and RC Cola rounded out the top five. Okay, what was the what was the percentage of Coke? Uh, Diet Coke. Uh, I don't have those specific results. I'm just kind of listing off okay. who, who was in the top five. Okay. Now, one thing I found curious was that Root Beer and Mountain Dew did not rank nearly as highly as I thought, but they did make the top ten. Because I, I actually really like Root Beer and Mountain Dew. Oh, well, it doesn't surprise me that Mountain Dew didn't, but Root Beer, yes. Really? Yeah. I thought people really liked Mountain Dew. No? No, I feel like that one still has a stigma from like the 90s when you're a kid and they're like, oh, if you drink Mountain Dew, it's got a yellow dye number five and it makes you impotent. Yeah, I wasn't concerned about impotence when I was a child. I was. <laughs> I, I dealt with real world issues when I was growing up, man. Huh, that's very mature. Well, in any <laughs> case, I, I loved root beer and Mountain Dew. I still like them. What about cream soda? I love cream soda. Cream soda is delicious. It is delicious. In fact, a lot of times when we made soda floats... I would go cream, cream soda. soda. Yeah. yeah, same, same. Yeah. I always preferred a Coke or a cream soda float over a root beer float. Uh, I think I enjoyed both, but cream soda. If you gave me the choice of root beer or cream soda, I I chose cream soda. Oh, that's what I mean. Yeah, I like a root beer float. We'll we'll choose cream soda over that. Yeah, that's right. But most importantly, Dr Pepper is my favorite soft drink, and I think you know what that means. You're on the majority side, and I won the poll. God. All right, moving on. The next poll was also posted by me. I asked everybody what their preferred brand of car was. Oh. Yes. Toyota was the winner by a very narrow margin over Jeep, who was in second place. Wow, that's interesting. Isn't it? Yeah. Honda, BMW, and Nissan completed the top five. Yeah, I was a BMW vote. Yeah. Uh, I drive a Subaru. That came in seventh. Huh. So you did not win that debate. No, I was not on the majority side of that particular debate. However, I do love my Subaru, which is about the nerdiest thing I could possibly say on a podcast. <laughs> I was I was looking for it, but you you grabbed it. <laughs> I figured I'd go ahead and toss that softball directly up in front of myself. <laughs> you were like grabbing the red flag on Double Dare. <laughs> yeah, it certainly was. All right. Previously mentioned Dave Champa posted our next poll. He asked, what's your favorite video game? Which, similar to the superhero poll, where that almost melted down uh, uh, um, Chris yeah. Osborne's brain, <laughs> this is a poll that could melt my brain. Like, what's yeah. your, like favorite song, favorite movie, yeah. favorite video game, there's no way. However, no. people did respond. So Mario Kart, added by Leslie Morgan, tied for first with Super Smash Brothers. Now, let me say this. That's in, that's interesting. I know, but my children today and these ga- both those games are very old. They love both of them. Well, they just re-released Super Smash Bros. for the Nintendo Switch. My kids have it and they love it. Oh well, we don't have a Switch. Like literally, we're playing on a Wii and an Xbox, and they love Smash Brothers and Mario Kart. The Smash Brothers thing surprises me, but like the Mario Kart is a timeless classic. Oh, for sure, for sure. Melee and Chrono Trigger both both were added by Chris Osborne. Uh, Super Mario Brothers, Zelda, Ocarina of Time, and Destiny also got a couple of votes. Ocarina of Time was, I mean, just mind blowing when it came yeah. out. Yep, pretty good. Okay, I want to touch just briefly on the poll that we talked about last week, and that was the Gravity Beard Intern Super Brawl. Right, and that was suggested by me, but being administered by Paul because he's he oversees all of our elimination polls. 
Correct. In fact, he, he invented the elimination poll. I mean, nobody's going to even come close to doing it with as, such finesse as him. That's correct. Now, I, I, I don't, I don't, I'm not even going to give an update. I'm just going to say it's ongoing, and we will release the final result of the Super Brawl in our next meeting. It's going to be big. Okay. So those are our polls for this week. Now this. Keith recently pointed us towards a new product, Adam, that we're testing around the office. Perhaps you've seen some of our staff members use this product. Indeed. It's called Human Uber. And let me explain what this is. This lets you attend meetings remotely using someone else's body. Yeah, I think that's pretty amazing. Yeah, it's really creative. Now, for those listening that want to join the team testing these out, just go to the uh, to the group and search Human Uber, and you could be issued a Human Uber unit. It's pretty cool. All right. So next, we have something from Brisky from Turn of Phrases. The, the amazing pun turn who got herself into the narration scripts of my video project. Yep. <laughs> I know right. exactly who you're talking about. That's right. She is our pun turn, our intern in charge of puns. Personally, Adam, I love puns. So do I. Every pun that Brisky has posted in our group, and I mean this sincerely, I've loved every single one of them. Yeah, she hasn't had a single one that I'm like, meh. <laughs> and she's making them up, too. Like, she's not just, like, internet hunting them. She's good at them. Yeah, she's actually really, really witty. And I know I always mention her show, but her show is called Turn of Phrases. And if you haven't checked out her show, it's very, very interesting and very, very witty and very just really, really good. So please listen to Brisky on Turn of Phrases. Any case... You can't bring most of her puns to the air because they're very visual. They're visual right. puns. Mm-hmm. However, I can share this one. And here it goes. What do you call a bunch of chess players bragging about their games in a hotel lobby? Okay, so I love this one so much that I told it to my dad. <laughs> okay, don't say it. I'm just going to read it. <laughs> okay. One more time. What do you call a bunch of chess players bragging about their games in a hotel lobby? chestnuts boasting in an open foyer (laughs) (laughs) i love that one so much yes yes i I took time to memorize that so i make sure i had the wording right and everything (laughs) well i just love the the word foyer right the fact that it ends with the word foyer makes me like it even more okay so Brisky has a ton more of these. They're, they're all over the group. So if you want, if you want to see more of these, then just search, uh, basically just pun turn, hashtag pun turn in the group. I feel like foyer is how like a Canadian says fire. Like, oh man, he's so, <laughs> he's so foyered, man. He didn't show up for work today. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's a much better Canadian accent than I would have expected you to have. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> All right, moving on. So Tiff suggested an excellent idea uh, for a company outing. Did you see this? I did not. It's called Barbie Car Racing. Oh, I did see that. Yes. That looks like so much fun. Yes. It looks incredibly dangerous and also super awesome. I want everybody to see it. So if you miss the tag, just search Barbie Car Racing in the yeah, group and, you, and you'll find it's, it. It's amazing. Yeah. All right, now another contribution from Keith, our group MVP. So Keith asked everyone in the group if they have a celebrity doppelganger. Yeah, yeah, I saw this. I don't think I have one, so I didn't participate. I don't think you do either, actually. I can't think of a single celebrity that looks anything like you. Yeah, it's super weird. I don't know. But anyway... Do you have one? Well, I'll get to that, actually. But this thread, I, I think you remember, got a ton of comments. 
Yeah. So regarding me, since you asked, I have a friend of mine who like years ago, like literally like 25 years ago, thought that I looked like Conan O'Brien. Uh, yeah, I can see that. And I love Conan. And there might have been a slight resemblance. There might have been a slight re- resemblance to him, maybe at one time. But I don't think that's true now. I don't think I yeah. really look anything like Conan now. No, I think that those days are gone. Yeah, I think I've, pa- I've passed my Conan phase. <laughs> but in any case, I've I have deep respect for Conan O'Brien. So I oh, was, for sure. I, I'm more if he if he thinks I look like Conan, that's fine. Although he is very awkward and tall and gangly. Yes, a hundred percent gangly. And I'm short and awkward and gangly. <laughs> uh, okay, so I'm just going to run through the list real quick of, of people's uh, celebrity doppelgangers. So Keith <laughs> says he gets Kevin James. Uh, uh, Chris, Chris Osborne said Ashton Kutcher, Dave Champa, Ben Affleck from the Chasing Amy years. Ah. Nicole Fassone, uh, Demi Lovato. And, and that's true. She actually does yeah, look like Demi Lovato. Crazy. Uh, Tom Coe says Jason Hervey, the older brother from the Wonder Years, which is freaking awesome. <laughs> I love that show. Bob Haynes from... Uh, the Cretans Guild said pro wrestler Jim the Anvil Niedert. <laughs> wow, that's an obscure reference. <laughs> no, that's what I thought. Flato from uh, It's Not Rocket Surgery. The internet told him he looks like Robert Redford. <laughs> that's funny. That's interesting. Uh, yeah, Paul Chomo said Paul Newman. And he thinks uh, he gets that mostly from old people because he lives in Florida. <laughs> and, and he thinks it's mostly because of his eyes. My childhood friend, Les York, who's in our group, says Will Wheaton. And he posted pictures of him next to Will Wheaton as a child. Yeah. Dead ringer. Dead yeah. ringer for Will Wheaton. Uh, Laura Johnston said uh, Kristen Johnson. Here's another one that's dead on. Chris Brayton from More Good Than, another Podfix show. John Goodman from The Big Lebowski. Oh, yeah, that is true. And he, he's he got a picture of him dressed up as John Goodman from The Big Lebowski. It's they, ridiculous. They look identical. Yeah. And he's got kind of he's got his deep voice, so very, very similar. Leslie, when she was younger, says she got Elizabeth Shue. Casey Jones says he gets, um, people say he looks like the most interesting man in the world, which is freaking awesome. Luke said a combo of Borat and Clark Gable. (laughs) (laughs) What a combo. That's a great combo. Corey McCord, Science Team McScience Face, and our resident flat earther. He said when he was younger, he looked like Robert Downey Jr., and he posted a picture. I I agree with him. Yeah. Trisha from Two Girls on a Bench, uh, also a Podfix show. She gets, uh, when she was younger, she got Dana Delaney. Christopher DeVos from Podcast 42 and a new member of the Podfix Network. Podfix like a mother. <laughs> he uh, he says he's gotten uh, Baymax. <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen Big Hero Six? No. <laughs> if just look at the, the at any poster for the movie, and that's a very funny reference. Tawny Plattis from the uh, Dirty Bits podcast. She she gets quite a quite a few different ones. Miranda from Game of Thrones, and literally any other alternative quirky type celebrity with fair skin, black hair, and large facial features like Feruza Balk, Anna Popplewell, Carly Rae Jepsen, Katie Siegel, uh, Christian Ritter, kind of etc. Huh. I'll bet you years ago she might have gotten Christina Ricci. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah. And finally, Ryan Woodward. <laughs> this is probably my favorite and I'm very jealous. He says he gets Nick Offerman uh, Ron Swanson from Parks and Rec. Ah, yeah. Toast Jelly. Yes. I would love for that to be my celebrity doppelganger. Adam, I think this is a great place to take a short break. When we get back, we discuss our next three-room apartment. Oh, poor guys. This week's episode is brought to you by Pygrams. 
Have an important announcement that you need to make? Want to wish someone a happy anniversary? Need to apologize after feeding your neighbor's dog to a disgruntled alligator? Well then, piegrams are for you. The pie experts at MacGuffin Industries have outdone themselves this time by genetically engineering working mouths and vocal cords onto the world's most delicious pastries. Why say something important yourself when you can get a pie to say it for you? Need something a little bit more festive? Try our singing piegrams. Happy anniversary, I am a pie, you see. Science allows me to speak, I live in misery. Piegrams, let the pie do the talking. All right, welcome back to the show. Adam, Piegrams. Piegrams. Yeah. So, for more information about Piegrams or any of our other sponsors on the show, please check out Weird With You. It's another terrific show from the Podfix Network. It can be found anywhere you listen to podcasts. I love Piegrams. I do, too. They sound delicious and... Welcoming. Really convenient. Yeah. (laughs) Providing a much-needed service. Adam, unfortunately, we have some new candidates to discuss for our next three-room apartment. God, this sucks, man. It's been like a full boat already. Yeah, there's been a lot. So we've had so many that in last week's meeting, we actually completed our second three-room apartment. God, that's terrible. Yeah. And this week, we'll start our third. Adam, Keith submitted for our consideration, Gene Okerlund. Do you know who that is? That name rings a bell, but I can't place the person. All right. An article on the official website for the WWE had this to say about him. Oh, Mean Gene. That's right. Oh, man. I was so sad to see Mean Gene go. WWE (laughs) is saddened to learn that WWE Hall of Famer Gene Okerlund, the most recognizable interviewer in sports entertainment history, has passed away at the age of 76. Mean Gene, as he was named by fellow Minnesotan Jesse the Body Ventura first came to prominence as an interviewer in the American Wrestling Association. In 1984, Okerlund made the move to WWE, where he became as recognizable as the superstars. He asked the tough questions to including Macho Man Randy Savage, the Ultimate Warrior, and perhaps Okerlund's greatest guest, Hulk Hogan. Yep. Okerlund branched out from interviewing and provided ringside commentary and hosted several shows, including All-American Wrestling, Tuesday Night Titans, Wrestling Challenge, and Primetime Wrestling. WWE extends its condolences to Okerlund's family, friends, and fans. I think the answer to this question is easy. Adam, do you think Mean Gene Okerlund is famous enough to be in one of our three-room apartments? I think he's famous enough to get the master bedroom of the three-bedroom apartment. Very well. Then he will be the first one to move into apartment number three. Perfect. Welcome, Mean Gene. Sorry to see you go, buddy. But, Adam, sadly, that is not all. I know. The next nominee is from me. I believe he um, belongs, but it is borderline. Herb Kelleher, the founder of Southwest Airlines, died January 3rd at the age of 87. He was a pioneer in the industry, beloved by his employees and the citizens of the Dallas area. He created an amazing culture within his organization, and starting in year three, he always made a profit, which is unprecedented in the airline industry. Yeah. So, 
I put it to the group for a vote, and they agreed Herb Kelleher is worthy. So unless you disagree, is he worthy to take the second spot in our current three-room three apartment with me and Gene? I'll give it to him. I think he's like a, probably like a um, he's a celebrity for sure. And I guess by definition, not many people will probably know him like a real celebrity. But yeah, I'll put him in there for sure. Okay. And just as a point of clarification, they don't necessarily have to be a celebrity, you know, like a, like an entertainer. They just have to be well known enough and have made a significant enough contribution to kind of society to to earn a spot. Well, yeah, I think of like fame is kind of like a celebrity status, you know. Yeah. Okay, I think most people saw my post about uh, me covering the Oklahoma Thunder. That was awesome. NBA game with Sam Culper. Yeah, that was, Adam, that was an amazing experience. I can only imagine. Yeah, so basically, um, now Sam has done this for several years, but we had, just imagine like during the game, which was between the Oklahoma Thunder and the Dallas Mavericks, Mm -hmm. which obviously is my home team, the team that I root for, we had full access to the entire arena for the entire evening. That's awesome. Yeah, so we get there early, like an hour, I don't know, hour or two or before the game. We immediately get our press credentials and go right down to the floor where like they're you know where they're practicing the uh, the anthem and the players are doing a shoot around and yep. you know the dancers are doing their thing like all of the pregame stuff before the the doors to the building even open to the general public. That's awesome. And then the rest of the night we get full access. And so, just as a gift to the listener, I brought some audio to play. Ah, this is a real treat. Yes. Now, to start, this is not actually this is actually not the first time I've done something similar to this. Okay. I got access to the Dallas Cowboys locker room at their training facility back in 2005. That's pretty cool. Yeah, so Bill Parcells was the coach. And if you even remember this guy, Keyshawn Johnson of course. Was, was one of their wide receivers. You mean Mishon? <laughs> yes, <laughs> exactly. So this is me playing media member almost 15 years ago. It's the same blitzes. It's just confusing you. Different people are coming from different places, and you need to understand it, be able to pick it up, make the necessary side adjustments, run the necessary slants when, when the safety comes and things like that. Keyshawn, does does a win over a team like San Diego in Week One on the road does that boost the expectations for the for the season? No, not for us. Um, I think we we know and we understand exactly what we're getting ourselves into, which is one game at a time. Um, you know, we won one game. There's 15 more to go. Philadelphia lost, and they're still the leaders in the NFC. So, what does that tell you? How about that? Yeah, buddy, that's pretty cool, man. Yeah, so not bad for a novice reporter, huh? Yeah, that was a great, you know, you, you, you addressed him by name, you spoke with confidence, and you asked him a great question. I think he answered the question because I asked a softball question. Yeah, for sure. And actually, we'll get to that. <laughs> Hold that whole concept. So wait, I have one question. So when you're there, like, is it kind of just like whoever talks first, or is it kind of like, is there like a kind of like an eye contact amongst reporters? Okay, so so if for anybody that didn't see it, if you, um, you could probably still find the post in our group. But it it shows the pictures, so really it's just a bunch of media members yeah. all standing really closely, literally like right in the person's face, holding recording devices. I've always thought that was very weird because like I saw this one picture of like everybody was so close to LeBron James that like the microphones were in his nose and his head was tilted back. Oh I mean, wow! 
I was like, man, you guys, I mean, if it was me, I would have been like, you guys need to step back. <laughs> right. Well, <laughs> but, but the thing is, and you understand this as an audio guy, you actually have to have your microphone just a few inches from their mouth. Otherwise, you'll get really poor quality. Sure. Oh, no. I mean, I, I get the, the balance that's there, but geez. Yeah. Okay. So anyways, that was me and Keyshawn. We're buddies, even to this day. Yep, fast forward, fast yeah. Fast forward 13 years to a couple of weeks ago at the, at the Oklahoma Thunder Dallas Mavericks game. I'm going to start with Rick Carlisle, who's the head coach of the Dallas Mavericks. Now, I did not ask him a question. The voice you'll hear first is Eddie Sefko, who is a longtime beat reporter for the Dallas Morning News, and he was standing immediately to my right. So what happens is, is when the game ends, everybody goes into the locker room and just minutes later, the head coach of the visiting team will come out in the hallway and stand by the wall. And that's where you interview the visiting coach. Right. So (laughs) I think if you're familiar with Rick Carlisle, this will sound very familiar. 29 turnovers, unbelievable number. Seemed like, Uh, is it a world record? I mean, look, but look, these guys, second night, you know, they're riled up about last night. We knew they were going to come out hard. Um, we just needed to do a better job taking care of the ball. And so he, he asked kind of a tough, embarrassing question. Right. It's a very funny, dry, sarcastic response from Rick Carlisle. Right. Man, dude, that's that's insane. 29 turnovers, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is, that is insane. But did you like his answer? Yeah. Awesome. What is it? What is that, a world record? <laughs> so after that, I went into the Mavericks locker room, and, and I collected some audio, but I'm not going to play it because I didn't ask a question or anything. But, you know, I, ta- I got audio from J.J. Brea and a couple of other people, and then I headed down to the Thunder locker room. And that's where I gathered with the other media members to talk to Paul George, who is a superstar and the point guard for the Oklahoma Thunder. The first voice is another media member, and then you'll hear me ask a question. Let me just say this. I also got audio from Russell Westbrook. But so Russ Westbrook scored another triple-double in that game. God. That was like his 10th or 11th on the season. And he darn near averaged a triple-double all of last season for the entire season. So the guy's a machine. That's so insane. Right. So the question I wanted to ask Russell Westbrook was, are you getting bored yet of scoring triple-doubles every night? Right. That would have been... I think that would have been like, yes, I would see how like it would be like a dangerous question to ask, but obviously also probably like perfect. Like he'd be like, you know, I, mean, I think on the right night, that'd be a great question to ask. Right. But since... Since I'm the new guy and Sam was doing me a huge favor of having me along, he was like, yeah, maybe don't ask that question. Yeah, no, <laughs> so. I mean, because I think that if you had, had kind of couched that with deadpan, like, seriousness, but like, so are you getting tired of scoring triple doubles? Like, and then, like, you know, straight in there, deadpan, like, it probably would have been like, what? You know, like, and it would have gone through. <laughs> but, like, obviously you can't do that on a night where, you know, you're on somebody else's ticket. Exactly. If I was on my own credential, I 100% would have asked that question. And I had several other <laughs> I had questions for every player that we got to talk to, and there weren't that many. There were just a few. I had questions like that for all of them. Well, I think that you had, I mean, I'd like to know the answer to, you know, what Russell Westbrook said when you said, hey, have you heard of Gravity Beard? <laughs> that was the other thing. Is, Hard-hitting is, question. Is, is Sam said, 
as tempting as it may be, please don't mention your show. <laughs> he, he goes, when we leave here, you can any audio that you collect, you can do whatever you want with it. It is your audio. Play it on your show. Do whatever you want with it. But when you're in the interviews, don't don't horse around. And I just I said, of, of course, you've done me a huge favor. This is a thrilling experience. I will not risk anything here. So that's why I played it straight. Also, like you'd be like, hey, Sam, what, what jackass did you bring here last week? <laughs> <laughs> right, right. So in any case, I'll play the clip of, uh, of Paul George. Again, another guy asked a question first, and then I asked my question. And you can just let me know how you think this went. Okay. Did you see Russ make any adjustments? I might be wrong, but it looked like they defended him mostly the same way they did last night. Did you see him make any adjustments with the way he played tonight? Oh, he found that, found that glass. He found that glass. Was your success tonight more because the maps were flat or because you guys had high energy? Um, it's kind of the same thing. <laughs> that was a good question. It was a good question. <laughs> and with all respect to you, sir, Paul George, it's not the same thing. I asked a different question. It's I know that's completely different. <laughs> yes, it is not the same question. And and I Yes. So I take exception to your response, Paul George, to my question. <laughs> I mean, I feel like that's one of those, that's like a stock question that depending on the athlete's night can be like really volatile or not. Like, you know, if they won, it's like, you know, we had a good game, you know, um, you know, I think we play with good intensity, but like if they had a bad night, they're like, well, what do you think it is, man? All right. Well, but, but that's the thing is they pounded the Mavericks. Like they thrashed right. them. Right. Like he, he should have been up for answering any question. Yeah, no, for sure. And, and yeah. I, I, and by the way, like we've discussed, I was... I was basically rubbing, literally rubbing shoulders with Paul George. Like I was right next to him. Oh yeah. And and the other guy that asked the question was an experienced guy that it, that Paul George had interacted with hundreds of times before, probably. And so the theory is that Paul George looked to his left at me, didn't have any idea who the hell I was, and was like, and just in a quick impulsive reaction, he's like, "I'm not going to answer that guy's question. Like, who the hell are you?" <laughs> <laughs> and basically just just declined to answer. <laughs> that's exactly what that was. That's exactly what happened. I yeah. know that's what happened. But, hey, man, but, but bravo to you, dude. Like, you're getting in there, man. Like, not freaking out, <laughs> being, like, totally level-headed, you know? No, I think I, I conducted myself in a very professional way, and I deserve an answer. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> I'm going to tweet at him and demand an answer. <laughs> you know, you blew me off of the game the other day, man. What the f***? Dude. Hey, remember that game three weeks ago that you played against the Mavericks? <laughs> I'm going to reissue my question that you declined to answer in the locker room. <laughs> On behalf of all Gravity Beard listeners, you owe us an answer. So, wait, wait, but what did you say when he's like, it's kind of the same thing, man? <laughs> did you, like, have any response? Okay, so, again, because I was a visitor, I was a guest, what I wanted to say, exactly in the tone that I'm speaking in right now, is I wanted to say, it is not the same thing, and I want an answer. <laughs> yeah. It's not at all the same thing. That was a very good question, and you owe me an answer, sir. I, lo I lobbed you a softball. It is your duty to at least bunt this to the pitcher. We have an understanding that we ask generic lame questions, and you give us answers to those generic lame questions. That's how it works. <laughs> But instead, you gave me, I don't know, kind of the same thing. So, what did you do? Just like, all right, thanks, or did you like just kind of? No, like yeah, you're just you're just done. Like when they shut you down, you need to accept. You just take your medicine. 
Well, I didn't know. I didn't know if like there was like a like a secondary exchange, and you're just like, oh, okay, you know, <laughs> or if you're like, thank no, you. No, 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 no. <laughs> if he looks to the left and doesn't recognize you, you don't get a second exchange. <laughs> there's there's no follow up question to an unanswered question. <laughs> there's no relationship here. <laughs> <laughs> like in literally in half a second, he kind of said, "I don't owe you anything." Yeah, yeah. Which is like, come on, man. <laughs> yeah. Well, anyways. Uh, once again, if you want to see the pictures, I posted them in the group. Just search Mavs, Paul George, or Westbrook, and you'll find the post. Thank you so much to Sam for inviting me along. I mean, it was it was a fantastic experience. Wait, wait, that's it? There's no more audio? No, no I don't have oh, any more audio. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> I, ser- I only asked two questions. Yeah, I wanted to hear my buddy, you know, out there on the front lines. No, I actually only asked just the one question. Yeah, the other one was from 15 years ago. Right, right. Living your glory days, man. I mean, if people are interested on in our next meeting, I can play some clips from like Jason Witten and some other people from that original encounter I, with the Cowboys. I am 100%. Wait, but are you are you asking them questions? Or did no, I didn't ask they, any other. Uh, no, even in, even in that situation, I only asked Keyshawn a question. Well, that's a bummer. I really would like more interview audio <laughs> of you. Okay, one more thing before we go. Okay. Again, just a huge thanks to Sam for such a, a really fun experience. Adam, at this point, I'm going to hand things over to you to do the honors. I appreciate this great honor. And I think that when someone goes out of their way to really kind of uh, do something so awesome for a member of the Gravity Beer team, especially one of its co-chairs, I think we have but one choice, and that is to promote Sam Culper to more seasoned intern. Absolutely. Very worthy. Yes. Well-deserved. Well-deserved. Okay, Adam. Yes? That concludes this week's staff meeting. Dang it. really hate that, man. Seriously. (laughs) I wish there was a way that we can conclude our episodes without completely bumming you out. (laughs) It's impossible. It's impossible. (laughs) Even with a call from Peter DeVilbus, which is one of my favorite things ever, it's going to come to an end. It's more disappointing than Christmas ending. (laughs) I'm just kidding. Nothing's that disappointing. (laughs) Well, the good news is there's always another episode next week. Hooray. If you're not in our Facebook group, please join us there. We'd love to have you. It's called the Gravity Beard Interns. The number for the hotline is 321-465-2180. You can find our show on Twitter by searching at the Gravity Beard. Gravity Beard is a proud member of the Podfix Network. To find other great shows consistently creating platinum-level content, go right now to podfixnetwork.com or search at Podfix on Twitter. Please check out Adam on a delicious show called Feast on History with the great Carrie McGinnis. You can also find me on another show called Life is Messy with the lovely and talented Sarah Stapleton. If you found this show, you know where to find those. Our theme song is Walking the Dog. This catchy tune is called Above and Beyond. Both are by Silent Partner and can be found on the YouTube audio library. For my dear friend and co-host, Lord Saunders, I'm your other co-host, Toaf. This meeting is adjourned. Later. This was a podcast from the Podfix Network. 